Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 24 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where I introduce you to the manual and expectations. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Well, hello, my friends. How are you today? I am fabulous, if I do say so myself. (laughs) And you know, it seems like I always say that, right? I am fabulous, and I decide I am fabulous every single day. Now, there are days when I don't feel fabulous and I let myself feel what I'm feeling and I process those emotions and those thoughts, but I don't confuse those thoughts and feelings with who I am at my core. And that is fabulous. So today I want to talk about expectations. I'm working with a client right now who leads a larger team and she is struggling with expectations of her team and their lack of meeting performance goals. So I think the place to start, as I often do, is Look at a definition of the word expectation. Now there are a few out there, but you know, where where do I usually go for my definitions? Yes, if you've been listening, you know me. I ask the Google. So here's what I found. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, okay? Or a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Fascinating. I think those are interesting definitions to look at. Look at the two things that it mentions, right? A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. You are counting on a particular thing to happen in the future. There's no guarantee. There's no proof that it's going to happen. You are believing that it will occur and you're expecting it and are invested in it happening. Now, when that is useful is when we are wanting to believe a new thought or wanting to manifest something in our life. When we do that, of course, this is a positive for us or someone else if we happen to be wanting something to happen for somebody else's benefit, right? However, In manifesting, we are not invested in the outcome. In expectations, we definitely are. Now, the second piece of that is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Now we're getting down to the meat of it, right? When we get caught up in believing something should happen or someone should do something, that is when the probability of stress and disappointment enters our world because we may tie our emotions to that outcome. We can't control other people and what they do or don't do. And when you lead a team or run a business and have a team or even hire vendors, it's natural to set expectations that people will do what you think they should do to get you what you think you should get. The issue is when you tie your emotions to whether they do what you requested or not. And I think the assumption that people who have a job will do what what we think they should do is an incorrect assumption. How many of us have worked with people that don't pull their weight in the work that they do? They don't perform at the top level every day. They let others on the team pick up the slack for them and 
you know, those people might even be the whiners, right? We, we all have those. We've all worked with those. They complain a lot about what's happening at work, but they really don't do a whole lot of the work or they just put in the what's required, you know, just nothing more than that, just the bare minimums. We expect them to perform at a higher level. We have expectations of how they should show up and who they should be. And we use that term expectations. So I want to challenge that. When I was a coach in training, my mentor and instructor, Brooke Castile of the Life Coach School, taught us a concept called the manual. And I think it explains the difference between this rule book and expectations. Most of us have operating manuals that we have written for other people in our lives, for our family, our friends, our spouses. I mean, I know that I have a very long manual for my husband, and he will probably agree. You know, our coworkers, doctors, you name it, right? This manual is like a rule book on how the other person should behave. So there's the manual, a rule book, and then expectations, which are requests. Now, a manual is basically an instruction book that we've written for somebody else or for society, and we believe all the rules are true. Here are a couple examples. People should listen when I talk. People should do what I tell them to do because I'm their boss. My partner shouldn't talk with his mouth full of food. <laughs> the manual are a set of rules that we believe are right and people should follow, but we don't really tell them in advance. We assume they will just know. Now, I am guilty of this, especially with my husband, and I think a lot of you out there can relate. He should just know. Oh my gosh, that is such a trap. So we've tied all your emotional life to whether or not they follow this manual. Even though it may seem very justified to have these expectations of other people, it is also quite damaging and frustrating to do so. We have these belief systems that if other people would just behave themselves the way we would like them to behave, then we could be happy. And I'm just going to be full on human here and disclose that I may have used the phrase, if they would just do it the way I want it done, the life would be so much easier. Oh my God, I'm, you know, I have used that phrase so many times in my life. I can't even tell you. I should probably have it tattooed on my arm. But what about you? Have you ever heard yourself using something similar? And be honest. The problem is we don't even realize that we're doing this, right? We think that we have reasonable expectations of people at work and in our life and that they should behave in a way that is reasonable. But what we think is reasonable and what other people think is reasonable is often very different. And I remember Brooke saying this, adult people have the ability and freedom to behave however they would like. Now, on the surface, that might seem really basic to you, but I have to tell you, it blew my mind because I really understood on a deep level that people can behave any way they like. And that includes you. There is nothing you have to ever do. And there is nothing that anyone else has to do for you. Now, as much as my ego self would like this not to be true, I think we are responsible for meeting our own needs. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone who expects you to fulfill their needs? Not only do you have to take care of yourself, but you have to take care of somebody else. If you're in a relationship where you're feeling like, God, I'm responsible for this person, what they need, and if they're feeling responsible for your needs, then you're kind of in a bit of a pickle because you're going to be trying to control that other person so you can be happy. And they're going to be trying to be control you. So no one's ever going to win this. 
The truth is, first, you can't control another person. Second, there's nothing they could possibly do to make you as happy as you want to be. My suggestion is we acknowledge and realize that we do have these manuals for other people and we back that up and start taking responsibility for our own rules and our own operating manuals for ourselves. The truth is most of us can't control or manage ourselves and yet we want to control and manage other people, which is really a hoot, right? I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself, what happens when you do something wrong, when you make a mistake? What manual do you have for yourself? Are you beating yourself up when you do that? When you don't get something right, when you bomb a project, when your team isn't performing and you blame yourself? What is that Ursula brain telling you? You know, that critical voice in your head. I named her Ursula, right? It's that loud voice. And we use it to beat ourselves up because we're not following our own manual that we have for ourselves. So the first step is to have a look at yourself and the people in your life that you have manuals for and what is it you want them to do differently and why do you want them to behave that way? And this is kind of a trick question because here's the answer. The reason why you ever want someone else to change the way that they're behaving is because of how you think you will feel because of their changed behavior. But remember the model, the thought model that I talk about? It's our thinking that causes our feelings not another person's behavior. So what is really happening here when they're following our manual is we decide to think, oh, hey, they respect me. Oh, they like me. Hey, they care about me. Then we get to feel good. When they don't follow our manual, we make it mean something quite negative, and then we feel bad about that. We're not taking responsibility for how we're feeling because we're giving away all that power to the other person based on their behavior. Whenever we think someone else's behavior causes our emotions, we have not only set ourselves up to feel negative emotion, but we've also set ourselves up to be completely powerless because the only way that we can then feel better is if that other person changes. So if this resonates with you, and if you're being honest with yourself, it absolutely will, then you are so far ahead of most people. I know I've jumped through hoops trying to get somebody to change so I could feel better. And I made myself nuts in the process. I mean, I still felt crappy, right? When I remind myself, the only reason I'm trying to get this person to behave this way is because I think I'll feel better when they do. I can also remind myself that that's not even possible. Someone else's behavior cannot determine how I feel. It's only what I think about their behavior that determines that. So think about the people in your life that you have manuals for. Think about who you really want to change and what you want them to do on a regular basis. If you lead a team or own your own business, listen up. Expectations are those behaviors that you expect of people who work for you that are based on your core values and you tell them what they are. You let them know what your expectations are and there's no emotion attached to them. So here are some examples. Be a team player. Focus on solutions, not problems. Do you see the difference? Notice, however, how often you use the manual instead of expectations with your team or coworkers or your boss. The majority of issues you have with your team related to performance are behavior issues. They're not skill set issues. Most of us set expectation from a place of productivity rather than behavior. We don't define behavior. And we don't communicate what it looks like. 
And sometimes people do things that aren't in alignment with the organization, but we've only set goals or expectations on what they get done, not on how they behave. So remember that making requests of people and not tying your emotional life to them is an expectation. And it's part of, you know, just normal life. It's when you think you'll be happier with a better boss or when your team performs better, that's when you put your happiness in someone else's hands. You are in control of your happiness, my friend. It's important to remember that. You're in charge of your emotions. If you're a boss in your own company or lead a team in an organization, you can set very clear expectations and you can provide feedback on them. If they don't honor your request and they don't follow through on what you've asked them to do, then you get to decide whether to keep them working for you or put them on a PIP, you know, a performance improvement plan. You can also just, you know, let that stuff go. The truth is that you don't have to be upset about it. You don't have to be angry about it. That's totally up to you. You get to decide whether to have feelings about it or not. And that is the power behind expectations, the lack of drama and emotions that are tied to it. So I offer you this. Take some time to consider this idea. Are you willing to give up your manual? Are you willing to let go of your expectations that are based on what you want in your life and focus all that time and energy on yourself and creating what you crave that isn't dependent on anyone else's behavior? Try it this week. Notice who you have manuals for and how they show up in your mind. It's so good, right? I will tell you, the freedom that comes from choosing to ditch the drama is palpable. Okay, until next time, my friends, remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon. 